Binge or Purge streaming reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 88. Welcome back, Demo. Or not back, I guess. Welcome to uh, our new place yet again. Yeah, we're all over the map we're recording because, you know, we said your place is a war zone. The last place we were at we liked, but it was a little cramped. Now we're in some other studio. Is this sounding the same as other episodes? I don't know. I'll let you know when I'm editing this thing if it's a nightmare or not. Yeah, and uh, leave us a voicemail and tell us which which ambience you like best. Yeah. Do you miss the sirens? <laughs> we can put the sirens in and post. <laughs> I know. Can I say this episode should be uh, brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink? Yeah, Demo's vibrating over there. <laughs> you gave me one of these in the car on the ride over. Hey, you want one of these? They're sugar-free. And I'm like, sugar-free? I wouldn't know. I am, like, out of my mind. And then it's like <laughs> coffee. It's like a colonic. Yeah. I just had to take care of business for 15 minutes. Thanks for sharing. Well, I'm, I'm j- I know. I'm sorry, folks, but oh my God, this drink, dude. I am yeah. just. Yeah, they're really good for you, I think. I'm sure so. they're really healthy. Well, uh, yeah, but I get them all the time. I'm ready to do laps in the pool, dude. Yeah, we I'm can ready do to six go. episodes right now. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> let's do a whole freaking season. Let's do episode 180. What was this, 88? Let's do that. Ah! Let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm out of my mind right now. Well, let's start uh, with 88. Yes, let's focus on 88 and try to make it good. We will. Okay, the streaming world was rocked this week by the news that HBO Max, which is owned by Warner Brothers, right? right. They got bought out by Discovery. I knew they were merging. They, they merged, and now the massacre has begun because announced this week, like I said, is the fact that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to join as one streamer. And as far as I'm concerned... This mega sucks. There's so many things that I hate about this because now it's like, oh, you're going to get all these great things. I don't want anything, anything from Discovery Plus, okay? I don't need 90 Day Fiance. I don't need the Learning Channel. I don't need any of this reality show crap. And that's what we're getting. It's, oh, we're going to put them all together under one thing. And it's like HBO Max is one of my favorite streamers, and it is dead. It is DOA at this point. Now, this is going to be happening next summer, 2023. It's not going to be called HBO Max now. They haven't said what it's going to be, but it's going to suck because there's lots of changes. First of all, Turner Classic Movies, which is one of the hubs on HBO Max, doesn't look like it's going to be there anymore. And that was one of the calling cards of this streamer was so many movies. They're right. go- well, what are you going to do? You're going to get rid of this stuff? Why? So are There they- are so few streamers that give you a good variety of classic older movies. And when I say older movies, I'm not talking about black and whites from the 1920s or 30s. I'm talking about stuff from the 80s at this point. They had a great variety, and I don't see that anywhere on this list of new things that are going to be available. And even worse, Max Originals that we like, Hacks, Tokyo Vice, Peacemaker. No one knows what's happening with them because they're eliminating... Max Originals, they're getting rid of scripted. 
which sucks because in terms of original content, HBO Max has been one of the better streamers for putting on some good stuff. The Flight Attendant, that's an HBO Max thing. Who knows with that? These are all things that are up in the air. What's your Victorian thing that you like? Is that oh, no, Max? that's an HBO. Oh, okay. That's an HBO. Hard to keep track. I know. That's what I'm here for. I'm keeping track for you, Joe. All right, thanks. Okay, I know what's on HBO, and I know what's on HBO Max. Okay. And a lot of this stuff, I guess maybe they'll keep some of it. Like I said, there's no official word other than it's going to be a bloodbath. And an app that I love, the streaming service, it's my favorite, is being gutted. That's a shame. And if I may use the parlance of Game of Thrones. Dracarys. What does that mean, dragons? That means light it on fire. Destroy it. Burn it up. All right. Okay? Very disappointing news. It's a major bummer. I'm sorry. R.I.P. HBO Max. Yeah. Well, it's not happening right away, though. You said next year? Yeah. I heard about this, too, obviously, but I thought that they were just absorbing Discovery's streaming. That's what you would want to do. Right, right, just absorb it. You know, make a discovery hub. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to make it really discovery plus heavy because, you know, they want to reach out to everyone. And I'm like, what about the people that just love movies and TV? And when right. I say TV, I mean scripted. I don't need your reality show bullshit, man. You don't need naked and afraid. The only time I need discovery is one week out of the year. And you know what that week is? Shark week. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And we just had it. And it was great. It was Did great. Did you see the jackass one? I watched the jackass one. Whatever. That was funny. I liked the guy that thought it was a good idea to get in a cage made of, like, plexiglass with, like, a giant great white shark that attacked him. Oh, Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah. And then they, he ended up having a stroke at some point. Yeah. That was like crazy. still in the hospital to this day. They told him, you can never go diving again. It's over. And, like, this guy's life was diving with great white sharks. Yeah. Anyway, that was great. I love Shark Week. But guess what? I don't need the app for it, okay? No, you have to watch that live. Yeah. I'm not going to watch Shark Week in February. I'm just not in the mood. Right. Right? All right. I'm sorry. I digress. All right. So that was just the intro, folks. Let's review something. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I have a movie. Just came out on Hulu. It's a 20th Century Fox movie or 20th Century Studios now that Disney owns it. This didn't get a theatrical release. It just went straight to Hulu. This is Prey. It's part of the Predator franchise, right? Why don't you just ruin it for me, Joe? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I <laughs> know. It would have been cool if, like, you didn't know it was a Predator movie, oh. and then they surprised it. And not you. I'm just saying in general. But I guess they can't really market it that way. Because if I was watching this movie about Native Americans, and all of a sudden a Predator shows up, I would have flipped my shit. It would have been like the Baby Yoda of horror movies. Right. Like, oh, my God. Now... This is only one hour and 39 minutes. And if you take out the credits, it's only an hour and a half. So, right. perfect Good. length. It stars Amber Midhunter and Dakota Beavers. These are both Native American actors. Her last name is Mid Thunder, not Mid Hunter. Here's the thing the Predator movies generally suck. Okay, there's Predator, Predator 2, Predators. The Predator, and now Prey. And I'm not even including the two Aliens versus Predator movies, which are even worse than those. So the fact that this movie doesn't suck, it's rather enjoyable, it's very simple, it's just a miracle 
in the Predator franchise because it has been diminishing returns ever since Arnold Schwarzenegger left it after the first one. I mean, there's the Schwarzenegger one, Super 80s Machismo. It's great. I love it. The second one with Danny Glover, it's cheesy. It's it's watchable garbage. And then from then on in, it's they've just been crap. And there, you know, people have been trying to reboot it and make it work. While this isn't great, it's pretty good if you grade it on a curve. On a curve, this is a good B+. Plus. Wow. Yeah. Now, there's no Carl Weathers, no Jesse Body, the Ventura. In this. None of that. I know. It's just, I hate to disappoint you. It's Native American actors. This takes place in 1719 on the American frontier with the Comanche Indians. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's two versions of this movie you can watch. There's the original in English, which is kind of weird because you're like, shouldn't they be speaking, you know, their native language? So there is a dubbed version in Comanche. So I watched it in English, and then I went back and I watched like the first 15 minutes in Comanche, but it's not shot in Comanche. So it's kind of like watching a movie that's been dubbed over in another language. Like the lips don't totally match. So they overdub. They overdub all their English into Comanche which I applaud them, but it's kind of weird. Just stick with the English because that's how it was performed by the actors. Now, this connects to Predator 2 in a little way. It's got a little Easter egg. You can see it coming from a mile away. If you're a Predator fan, you figured it all out. But I'm telling you, for a movie series that is dead, this breathes new life into it. But go in, don't expecting the greatest thing ever. It's a very simple script. It's nothing crazy, like, oh, my God, I can't believe what they did. But, like I'm saying, when you consider how bad the property is, this movie is a freaking miracle. Because it's entertaining, and it's only an hour and a half, man. It's well acted. It's shot great. The cinematography is nice. Technically, it's it's really well made, and it's not an overstuffed, we're trying to do too much here. Uh, and it kind of gets back to the roots of the first movie. So, right. that's Prey. The Predator prequel, sequel, whatever you want to call it, on Hulu, one hour, 39 minutes, and it is a binge. Okay. Um, I've got something that uh, I mentioned to you yesterday and you never heard of it, which uh, is weird because it, at the time we were talking, was the number one uh, series on Netflix. Okay. Now, I don't know how they rank those things. I mean, they change minute to minute, it seems. Uh, this is very new. I think it came out about a week ago as we record this. They're calling it a mini-series and not a series, so that makes me think. So it's a limited series. It's a limited this is series. A one, it's a one and done. Which I don't think they've done a lot of. Usually it's like just a series that doesn't come back. But this was designed to kind of wrap up. It's based on a book. Okay. This is a six-episode series called... Keep breathing. All right. You haven't heard of this. Nope. Everyone's Netflix is different, apparently, but it pops up all over mine, so I finally watched it. This is about a young attorney played by Melissa Barrera and Demo. Aye, aye, aye. Uh Uh-oh, am I going to have to do a creepy alert already? I'm not as creepy as as yours, but uh, (laughs) super gorgeous uh, Mexican girl. Melissa Barrera? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing her right now. Okay, now good she, for you. Yeah, now she was also in uh, Scream, the new Scream. She was in In the Heights, Vita, which our friend Elizabeth DeRazzo was in. 
That's about all you would have heard of. I don't recognize anyone in this cast. No. Which I like. Well, here's the reason there there's not much cast. In the pilot episode, there's an airplane crash, and she's stuck on a deserted island. Okay. So it's basically just her. Now, there is other that, stuff. What, I do flashbacks? Yeah, so let me back up. So the pilot episode of this is absolutely fantastic. So if you watch the first episode, you're going to have pretty high expectations. I don't want to give anything away, but someone else is on the island with her from the crash, and uh, there's a lot of stuff in this that doesn't pay off. Again, I don't want to give anything away. I will say this. It was filmed in Vancouver, Canada. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, this is almost worth watching, at least the pilot, just for the drone shots. It's gorgeous. So she's on a lake. The plane crashes into a lake, and then she's setting up camp there. Again, a lot of stuff doesn't pay off. It starts to get more like uh, that TV show Lost after a while, where it's like, oh, they didn't expect this to go more than three episodes or something. It starts to get real confusing. They do use flashbacks. They use flash forwards. There's This is like Lost. Oh, my God, Joe. There's imaginary characters. Like, she... She hallucinates? She hallucinates that people from her life and her past are on the island with her, talking to her uh, while she's walking. You know, she's trying to find some way to get out of get out of there, obviously. There's also some drug stuff that doesn't pay off. The plane she was on, it turns out the guys were smuggling drugs. Mm-hmm. That goes nowhere. They kind of introduce it. You know, it's like uh, what they say, like, if you show a gun in the first act, it has to go off in the third act, right? Right, yeah. There's a lot of... Don't showing... introduce things that aren't going anywhere. Exactly. There's a lot of that. It also gets very confusing as to there's like a child version of herself we keep cutting back to later in the series. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, the last five minutes of this uh, last episode, the sixth episode, pays off pretty good. So, so watch the pilot and then the last five minutes? <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, they're only 30 minutes long, so it's about three hours. Man, I was on the fence about this. Well, hold up one second. Because I'm noticing just from a day ago, it says, keep breathing season two. What to expect? No, there's not going to be season two. There's Look, no way. I'm seeing it right here. It's seeing season two. On what? On the internet. You know, the World Wide Web. It's the headline, keep breathing season two. Netflix release date, cast and story. I don't know how because the story really wraps Oh, this up. is, this is uh, theory. Yeah. This is not specifics. It says... They've also been asking when the second season of the show could be released and who might return to star in it. It would have to be a completely standalone story. Again, without ruining anything, okay. it's not coming back. Okay, I got you. It's not quite like Last Tycoon. Remember that? Oh, uh, you loved it. That was your favorite binge of our yeah. first year together. Yeah, and somebody told me that there was coming back for season two, and I'm like, you saw that the main character died at the end, and it was based on a book where... I mean, there's no way that that comes back unless it's a completely different story or something. Right. Anyway, this isn't coming back. Terrible reviews. Terrible scores on Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomatoes? Tomato. Terrible scores on Rotten. Yeah, okay. Whatever it is. They got, it got one tomato? One it tomato! Did. Rotten tomato! It got 56 tomato, and then it got 36 tomato from the audience. So Ooh, nobody, wow. Nobody likes this. Yowzers. I thought it was okay. I mean, really, it's something you watch if you can't find anything else. It's, again, gorgeous. Uh, the cinematography is great. And um, Melissa Barrera 
Okay. Wow. Can't I'm, wait to see her, and I'm going to go home and watch Scream right after this. All right, so. I'm, pu- I'm pushing the button. Okay. Jess. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Okay, watch the pilot. If you're bored, watch the other five episodes. It does pay off in the end. That's Keep Breathing on Netflix. Oh, man. Sorry, Melissa Barrera, but I think Keep Breathing on Netflix is a purge. So I think if I'm reading you right, it's a purge, but she's a binge for you. Yeah, the other actors are good, but they're only in it for about 20 minutes of the whole season. It's mostly just her by herself. Okay. And, and she's great, but the writing is is not good. Right on. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this. We had a voice message from a listener last week. Mm-hmm. We have another one this week. Oh, boy. Remember when I said you can all go straight to hell? <laughs> well, someone listened because now we're getting them. Okay. All right. Now, this one comes from listener Chris Weivel who, side note, is a good friend of ours. But we did not pressure him off air. He must have been listening and said, okay, guys, I'm going to do it. So this wasn't like a thing where it's like, hey, man, if you could just, you know, do a voice message to, you know, uh, make us sound like we're not crazy. It's not cooked. It's not cooked. I haven't heard this. All right, here we go. Hey, gents, it's your old buddy, Chris Weivel. Uh, Just wanted to say thanks for the recommendation on Severance, man. I really like that show. Uh, I can't wait to see where they're going with it next season. And also curious if you're going to do a review of the final season of Peaky Blinders, because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Also, recommendation, a show called Gangs of London from the UK. It's really, really good, uh, despite it not starring Ben Affleck, whoever the hell that is. Okay, boys, keep up the good work. Okay, someone's still harping on the Ben Affleck thing. That's a good callback. It is a good callback. Thanks, Chris. Now, apparently he didn't listen to episode 85, where I did an extensive review of Peaky Blinders. But I'm not going to fault him for that, because as we record this, I still haven't got that damn episode out. <laughs> so it's not his fault, but it's it, it will be reviewed, Chris. I've done it. We did it eight years ago, but we're going to get it out for you we soon. We have 85 out? What is this? I know. 88? This is, this is like, Jeez, it, things man. have been insane uh, in my world. Well, you're going to have so a lot less new. stuff to edit out now that we're in a soundproof room like we should have been all along. I know. It's like, oh, I mean, where's the murders? I don't yeah. know. Oh, I got to tell you real quick. Yeah. This just started. Every night at 10 o'clock, this ice cream truck parks about 10 feet from my window. Oh, yeah. And it's got the doo-doo-doo, you know that? But yep. it's also got a... An accordion? Fire, no, it's got a fire alarm, like the bell, like a school bell, the super, super loud one. So it goes, ring, ring, every, like, five seconds. And oh it is, God. dude, I can crank my TV up, crank my air conditioning up. I can still hear the ringing. And it goes for about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I can't believe we're missing out on that. Yeah, so if you ever want to record at my place again, 10 o'clock is not the time to do it. So You know what, Joe? No time is the time to do it at your place anymore. It's a 24-hour party, man. Did we ever tell me it's right by a hospital? So yeah. that's why we get two the, hospitals. Two hospitals. So that's over. Two hospitals. And did you see the other day at the swap meet by you? That's right by me. Yeah. yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. yeah. Good times. That turned out to be a gang hit, though. It was unrelated to the car crash. Unrelated to the car crash. Not the car crash of this week, but the car crash of two weeks ago. It's yeah. chaos out here, folks. It's got to be the, the drunk driving capital of the world at this point. Right now. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Yeah. All right, anyway, is it me or is it you? Uh, I guess that's me. Yeah, go again, Joe. All right, let's do it. This one I've been very excited to talk about because 
this fits into the hidden gem category Ooh. for sure, which we haven't had any good hidden gems in a while. Is this going to be a bad documentary that I don't want to watch, or is this you an actual great, show? You mean a great documentary that you should watch? This is an actual show. It's a oh. series. Oh, hooray! This is an eight-episode series on Showtime. Okay. It's a Showtime original. And we've mentioned this before, free 30-day trial with Showtime, and they don't seem to have figured out that you can do it over and over, so you don't have to pay for it. In fact, if you have a smart TV, it'll say, watch the first episode free. And I watched the first episode, and then it just kept going and played all of them. So, I don't know. Showtime, I think, needs a little help in the programming department. You know what? What? I met a girl this week who works for Amazon Showtime, sort of. And she explained the whole thing of the algorithms and how shows are rated. I She explained to me what she does, and I got to tell you, she got in-depth, and I understood none of it. She was saying things like she was speaking Swahili. We should have her on. If she understands how the algorithms work, we should have her on. That would yeah. be interesting. It, she, it was fascinating, but she works for Showtime selling the shows to Amazon. If I'm correct about that. Okay. She was great. She knew so much about the biz and the streaming and everything. But God love her. I wish I was smart. She was way smarter than me because I was like, I was lost. But that was her job working for Showtime slash Amazon. Or she's like a go-between. I still don't really know. But there are people that just do, I don't know what their jobs are. <laughs> with, I really don't know what this job, what she does, but she had to come to California. She, she lives in New York, but she had to come to California for something. She was very cool. She was my uh, good buddy's girlfriend. And uh, anyway, I don't know what my point is, but you mentioned Showtime and yeah. the fact that this can stream on Amazon. And you can actually watch, when it says watch the pilot for free, at least for me, it just kept going after that. So I don't know what how that works, but I should say the name of the show before we get too much further. Sure. It's called I Love That For You. Oh, I heard about this. This is with Vanessa Bayer, right? Yeah, this was created by Vanessa Bayer and Jeremy, I want to say Byler, it might be Baylor, who's a former SNL writer. They co-created this. Vanessa Bayer plays a home shopping network pitch man, pitch woman, I guess. Pitch person. Uh, I've always liked her. She was hilarious. She did one sketch on that Tim Robinson show that you hated. But she is so freaking funny, and this is, like, the perfect role for her. She's, you know, very enthusiastic, I would say, is the one word that encapsulates her. So funny, and it's loosely based on her life. She was a uh, childhood survivor of leukemia. Yes. And was laid up for a while and loved watching the Home Shopping Network and all that kind of stuff. So in the series, she gets to go work for the big-time Home sh- I think they call it something else, but it's Home Shopping Network. And there's uh, a veteran there that's not too happy about it. Is that Molly Shannon? That's Molly Shannon. Aha! Who shines bright in this thing. She's perfect. The casting on this thing and the writing, um, it could not have been more tailored for the people playing these characters. It's great. There's also Aiden Mayeri. Don't get the creepy button out, but you could. And also, our friend... Now, wait a second. Did you do that Hell's Angels stand-up show? Yes. Not when I did it, though. No, I did it. You were away. You did it the year before me, and I did it the following year. Okay. Were you terrified when you were there? A little bit. The first time I was 
legitimately terrified. Well, they're like, don't go in this room or don't go. And I was like, Ugh, I felt off. And, you yeah. know, that's the last time I did stand up was that show. Oh, really? And it didn't go great. It went okay. And then it sort of just, doop, yeah. and I was like, fuck, man. So you weren't there when um, one of the ex-convicts ripped the microphone out of Matt Knudsen's hand in the middle of his set? I was not. Okay. Yeah. That was terrifying. Chris Garrett was scared, which made me scared because he's pretty uh, aloof yeah. about threats. And uh, uh, what was the other? There was one other. Weird... Oh, of course he did his Yoda impression in right. front of uh, Hell's know, 150 you know, guys that just came from jail. Right. But- other than that, they were super nice, fed us. You know, they really were nice. Uh, when I did it, everyone was cool. Yeah. But it was weird. <laughs> it was weird because, like, I'm like, where is this place? And you had to, like, do the secret knock or something to get in. Yeah. I was like, what? And they were like, don't advertise it. Don't put it on anything that yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, was, it was strange. It was a very bizarre show. But everyone was cool. Yeah. So, Hell's Angels, if you're listening, we liked you. Yeah, I would do the show again. It was just I very, would too. very intimidating. I would, too. I would have someone else drive me there because I felt like my car was going to get ripped off at any moment. I had yeah. to park in, you know, basically a war zone. But Yeah. But also right down the street from SpaceX. Yes, which is weird. You get off this exit, and you're like, oh, SpaceX, and it's huge. Yeah. And then you just keep going another couple miles, and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Is this where they <laughs> test nuclear missiles? Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty clear that Elon Musk was not from L.A. based on where he put SpaceX and why he left immediately. How does this connect to this okay, show? Okay, it connects to the show because the headliner when I did it was this guy named Jono, Jono Wilson. And he was absolutely hilarious. He's a total professional headliner. He was on some Disney Channel show for a while. He did impressions, which I always think when, some, when a comic in 2022 says, I'm going to do some impressions, I'm like, oh, boy. He does the funniest Tom Hanks impression. It wasn't the stuff that it's not like Bill Clinton and DMX and the stuff that you see at open mics. It was really good impressions. Anyway, John O. Wilson is on this show. That's the whole point. This whole show is funny. The writing is great. There's a lot of jokes. Vanessa Bayer and Molly Shannon totally carry it as the the young blood and the old veteran clashing on the on HLN or, or not HLN, HSN, whatever it is, the shopping network. Eight episodes, they're about half an hour. Not yet announced if it's going to survive to season two. As of right now, all of season two is written, but it hasn't been officially picked up. I certainly hope so. I love that for you on Showtime. is an absolute binge. Okay, so I've done two. You must have one more. Oh, I do. I do. The nerd in me, the super geek, is very excited for this one. Now, here come the spaceships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here they come at light speed, man. I have the new Disney Plus docu-series, Light and Magic. This is an in-depth investigation. I don't know, investigation's not the right word, but celebration, maybe, of the history of industrial light and magic the special effects company that George Lucas founded in the mid-70s to make the original Star Wars. Oh, my God! This was made for me. This is a Christmas present in the summer. All right? Six episodes. They're all about an hour each. I watched in one night, dude. I just did six hours straight because I was like, this is my wheelhouse. I've been waiting for this. 
Lawrence Kasdan wrote and directed this. Now, Lawrence Kasdan, you probably don't know, he co-wrote The Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Of course. So he's in with the guys when they were in their prime, when they were making their best thing. Up front, I want to let you know, this is not for the casual fan, I would say. This is for the super nerds, because it gets really in-depth into the minutia of how the special effects were made and the people behind them. Like, you really find out about the lives of these guys, specifically, obviously, George Lucas, but John Dykstra, who was the originator of the cameras that they used to shoot this stuff from scratch, Joe Johnston, Ken Ralston, Dennis Murin. These are the guys. Don't forget Richard Eblen and Phil Tippett, Demo. All the special effects that you watched when in the 70s and 80s when you were a kid, well, not you, but me, they're all created by these dudes. Multiple Oscar winners. You know, ILM goes on to do Jurassic Park. Here's the thing, though. If you love Star Wars, this is for you. Because after 40-plus years of thinking you've seen every piece of behind-the-scenes footage you can for Star Wars, nope, they got stuff you've never seen before. Which it's, I'm like, how is that possible? How are we 40-plus years past the original, and I'm still seeing behind-the-scenes footage I've never seen? Like, how much is there? Like, literally, they shot more stuff behind the scenes than they did for the actual films. I believe that. It's incredible. Like, who had the knowledge to go, hey, you know, someday this might be kind of cool, And because they're all thinking, what, what do we make? We're making some rinky-dink space movie here? Like, do we really need to document... Everything, the guy painting this one little thing, I mean, but they do, and hats off to the crew back in the day, in 1975, 1976, who knew, like, we should be filming all this, because, oh my god, it is a cornucopia of treats, and also, they know what to discuss, okay, they discuss in depth the creation and design of the Millennium Falcon, the Imperial Walkers, the heads melting in Raiders of the Lost Ark. They really get into the digital creation for Jurassic Park. But the first three episodes are Star Wars-centric. If you're a Star Wars fan, at my level, you've already watched this. right? You've already like, oh yeah, I've watched it three times now. I loved it. Congratulations. And at the same time, if like if you're a casual fan, I don't know if this is for you really, because this is for the hardcore nerds. But, oh, man, mm, chef's kiss. It just gets into everything that I love, man. Dude, I teared up at spots. Wow. I mean, it's a complete celebration of everything I loved as a child. They just get into it. Now, as the the final three episodes go, it gets more into um, the special effects around morphing and digital technology. It doesn't go as in-depth on those as it does the original trilogy, which is fine. I like it that it's heavy on the original stuff. The OT and Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's all I really need. Also, when it covers Jurassic Park, which it does extensively, there's a lot of stuff that was covered in the Netflix series, the movies that made us. Remember with that series when they go into Jurassic Park? And weird thing is, in that one, there's a little more uh, scandal going on, or like, you know, he said, she said in that this one is a lot more professional. It doesn't really like talk about backstabbing or someone saying, I couldn't do this and this guy was a jerk to me. They don't really get into that. It's more about the effects. 
I would say if you really want to get into how Jurassic Park was made, watch this in tandem with the movies that made us the Jurassic Park episode. But whatever, man. As a child, this stuff looks like it was made in space, right? And then I've known this, but I mean, it was done in Van Nuys. Right down the street right from Right down you. the On street Hazeltine from you. or something, right? it, I'm not sure where Hazeltine. I don't know the exact address of where the Industrial Light and Magic originally was, but there is one funny moment where one of the effects technicians said, you know, they were thinking of moving to San Francisco, and I walked out in the parking lot, and I looked at, like, the traffic and the skyline and the beating down sun, and I realized, oh, yeah, let's go to San Francisco because this is actual hell. Van Eyes <laughs> is hell. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, come on now. It's, uh, it doesn't matter what street, but I used to drive right by it on the way to uh, the office when I first moved here. Yep. It was on Valjean Avenue, right by the Van Nuys Airport. Anyway, this sounds cool. I used to watch the special effects shows. There was used to be TV shows. Uh, they always had Rick Baker on them. Yeah. And like now they use Primacord to blow up things and stuff. I like the behind the scenes special effects stuff. And I, you know, you not, would like this then. I'm not as big of a, I mean, sci fi fan as you are, but I obviously like Star Wars. So maybe I'll check this out too. You don't have to just get super involved with it. If you just want the Star Wars, watch the first three. Look it. There's enough to love here for me to say Light and Magic on Disney Plus is a major, major, massive, off the charts binge. All right. So, Joe, uh, are you looking forward to anything? I am. The League of Their Own remake on Amazon Mm -hmm. with uh, Nick Offerman. I think that might be pretty good, but I'm looking forward to watching it either way, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. I think it comes out next week as we record this. I'm also looking forward to not watching Batgirl. Ah, now you could have mentioned that up earlier. That was the whole thing with the HBO Max thing, because that was supposed to go to HBO Max, not theatrically, and then they dumped it entirely. No one's ever going to see it. Yeah. Ouch. And they said it's not because of the quality of the movie. Of course it's because of the quality of the movie. Right? If you have a great movie, you release it. You put it on Amazon or something. We put our movie on Amazon. You put it on on HBO Max, where it was going to go. It's so bad they couldn't put it on their streamer. Yeah, I don't know. Put it on YouTube or something. I don't know. Do something with it. Someone but. will get a hold of it at some point and be like, oh, I've got a bootleg of the Batgirl movie. Yeah. I don't know. Now I do want to see it because it must be. I've never, well, at least not for a long time, heard of a movie just getting just thrown in the garbage after it's done. Right. I mean, they had to do a little bit of post on it, but I mean, it's enough where like this new CEO is like, oh, no, trash. <laughs> I was like, Which I kind of like. If he just comes in and says, no, we're not doing that. Even though it's done. Yeah. It's like, well, we already did it. Well, pretend we didn't. Right. Like, I don't know, man. It does it, suck if that's like it's your, first, throat, that's your first movie role, though. And oh, that like, girl just got completely screwed. Like, yeah. she was on social media for the past year and a half going, I'm going to be a bad girl and really promoting it. And now it's like, never will see the light of day. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Let's wrap it up. We got to get out of here. Okay. We had Prey. That's a Predator movie on Hulu. That was a binge, says Demo. I haven't seen it. Uh, Keep Breathing, a TV miniseries, they're calling it, on Netflix. And I was on the fence. I said, Melissa Barrera, binge, Keep Breathing, purge. Sorry. Uh, we had a nice voicemail from Chris Weibel. 
and uh, he recommended some stuff we'll get to at some point. Yeah, you know what? I just realized we didn't mention anything about what he recommended. Ah, uh, we'll get to it. Well, it just he just he said Gangs of London. I watch a little bit of it. It's on AMC. It's a British show. AMC bought the rights to it. I think it's got to be somewhere. I don't know where to find it. I'm have, I I don't want to subscribe to AMC Plus to get it, but it's out there somewhere. But he said it's fantastic, and I know that he loves Peaky Blinders. And he told me in private, if you love Peaky Blinders, Demo, you're gonna love Gangs of London. So thank you for the recommendation there, Chris. All right, and then we had I love that for you on Showtime with Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, our friend John O. Wilson. And that's an absolute binge. Hilarious. And then finally, Light and Magic, uh, something about spaceships and special effects. Disney Dem- Plus. Disney Plus. Demo obviously said binge. And uh, that's it. Where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at Binger Purge. YouTube, we're on there. Email us at bingerpurgepodcast at gmail.com. You have been sending us some voicemails, and we've been playing them like we say. So... Keep them coming. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.